Okay, so you're probably sick of us talking about Star Wars, but there's so much that Star Wars has influenced in pop culture and in storytelling, and there's a lot of new and modern stories, books, movies, television shows that take inspiration from Star Wars because of how much their creators loved it and how influential Star Wars is. And specifically, we'd like to talk about My Hero Academia. <laughs> right on. <clears throat> you know, I will know one similarity that you pointed out. Mm -hmm. um, and you can kind of see it in his looks, but one of my favorite characters that isn't talked about as much, I'd like to see him a little bit more, is Gran Torino. Yes. <laughs> I love Gran Torino. Yeah. And there's so many similarities between them, because think about it, you know, you have this person, and if you look at it, all Might's kind of like the Obi-Wan yes, exactly. for uh, Deku. Yeah. You know? He really is because he's his first hero that he meets and he's the one who kind of like puts him into the hero world, uh -huh. kind of like Obi-Wan did. Yeah. And there was a master above him that's insanely powerful, yeah. Gran Torino, uh -huh. that teaches him. Yeah. And if you remember- And he's like Yoda, how he acts like the coolest old fool, but then he ends up being like super powerful and yeah. agile. You know, <laughs> I kind of wish there was like a prequel prequel, like see everybody in like their prime. Yeah. You know, so we could see him in his prime, kind of like how we got to see Yoda in his prime uh -huh. in the prequels. That uh -huh. was so dope, honestly. Yeah. So if you didn't know, the author of My Hero Academia loves Star Wars and he has stated how much he loves Star Wars and that it did inspire My Hero Academia a little bit. Very heavily, actually. Yeah. He's put a lot of parallels and references in the story of course then he took it in his own direction and he's also hidden a lot of um very obvious star wars references in the locate the fictional locations he has created mm -hmm. like i believe there's like a tatooine shopping station yes. and uh the beach where uh deku trains with all might is called dagoba beach right yeah i remember that um <laughs> There's a middle school that someone goes to called Alderaan Middle School. Uh, I would be worried about going there. Yeah. <laughs> and then just recently, I heard there's a Jakku hospital. I love that. Yeah. Oh, so that means he's paying attention to the sequels too, yeah. right? Oh, uh -huh. that's awesome, dude. Right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's super obvious at the, the story parallels as well. Deku's a lot like... Luke being the protagonist and the hero, the one getting the call to action and everything. Uh, All Might is the Obi-Wan, how he's the mentor and the very powerful hero, but he's definitely grown old and he's passing the torch on and we get to see him symbolically die. Symbolically die. He doesn't get slashed by some dude with a red lightsaber. Yeah. He just like stops being as awesome. Yeah. Well, and even when Obi-Wan dies, he's not gone for yeah. good. No one's ever truly gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was a perfect setup. I had mm -hmm. to. And then we've got um, Gran Torino as Yoda. Mm -hmm. And um, in the beginning of season one, Deku's first friends are Ochako and Ida. And they're a, together a trio. So they're like Luke, Han, and Leia. Yeah. How we have that trio in the beginning. Um, of Where's course, Chewbacca? That's a good question. <laughs> You know, one thing that I saw, and this was like the first time I also saw All for One. Mm -hmm. All for One has a lot of vibes like Darth Vader. Exactly, He really yeah. does, you know? He's this really tall, like, 
uh, scary looking dark figure. He he's, has like that same helmet setup yeah. that Vader had. He's too, got a, like, a breathing apparatus as well yeah. because he's like the last battle he had with All Might left him like nearly dead. <laughs> and the last battle he yeah. had with Obi Wan left him nearly dead. Yeah. So like. Yeah, that is similar. Obvious. You know. Imagine how Star Wars would have been if, like, Luke would have had, like, a Bakugo-type character. Oh, I know. <laughs> Luke, I'm gonna become the best Jedi. Kill yourself. <laughs> that would have been so awful. I know. <laughs> but, but then... Yeah, so obviously Horikoshi's amazing when it comes to character design and, yeah. like, definitely is taking the story his own route. He's not completely copying Star Wars because we've got Bakugo, we've got the rest of Class 1A, we've got that academic setting which parallels the old british school story trope but that's for another day really oh yeah like oh i didn't know that yeah there's like a whole like school story genre and like that's cool we'll have to touch yeah. on that in another episode yes though. we will um we've got the wide cast of villains as well yeah because there are so many villains inside the star wars universe and each one of them each one of like the episodes has like a bunch of villains in them you know mm -hmm. and like a whole saga will have like a bunch of villains in it by mm -hmm. the end of it you know like by the end of the prequel saga you've come across darth maul count dooku general mm -hmm. grievous uh palpatine all these awesome yeah. bad guys you know and that's and not even koshi does an amazing job at creating the villains as well because like you can't just cast all of your villains as specific Star Wars characters. Yeah, you know, they're done really, really good. And uh, I don't know, are there any other similarities between some of their bad guys and other bad guys? Because there's obviously, like, the really good similarities between Darth Vader and All for One. Mm -hmm. But, like, no, that wouldn't make sense. Because, like, Stain. Stain, I was thinking for a second that Stain kind of has similarities with just, like, I don't know, Grievous' like figure and how he's like really hunched oh, over yeah. and deformed. Mm -hmm. And there's also like the whole sense of like cybernetic people, mm -hmm. you know, and like being alive because of a machine. Because whenever I initially watched episode three, I saw a lot of similarities between Grievous and Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing similarities between All for One, Grievous, and Darth Vader because they can only live because of the like machines that they have and like the apparatus mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe there are some similarities there. And a lot of like Stain's like figure and like his weird freaking fighting stuff kind of reminds me of Grievous a bit. Yeah. Because he, he's like a real lengthy, tall dude with a sword. And, you know, he doesn't have four swords and he doesn't go, General Kenobi! <laughs> but he is, <laughs> oh, the students from 1A! <laughs> You know? <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but he has one sword. He has one sword. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those initial parallels are there, but like, My Hero Academia is obviously about superheroes. There's, a def there's definitely a lot more about mora the morality of heroes and like characters with hero complexes and like. Um, versus heroes that are just celebrities. You and know, yeah, like Deku reminds me so much of Luke at the beginning of the story mm -hmm. because Luke is such a wholesome person, you know? Yeah. Luke just wants to go to Takashi Station to get some power converters. And Deku's like, I'm going to figure out how to control all for one. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference between them is that Luke doesn't cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a crybaby. But... You know, in a lot of stories, they have, like, the protagonist who's, like, a really bad A character at first. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and they have to like go through a transition. Oh, it takes a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. And Luke's they the have same to be way. humbled. Yeah. Like, and I think that's really cool because you see a big similarities because Deku's borderline useless because yeah. he breaks his fingers. Yes. And Luke's kind of the same way at first, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. He can pilot, but he's not like a Jedi, you know? Yeah. He isn't like ready to do like crazy sword fighting, kind of mm-hmm. like how Deku wasn't ready to punch and kick and yeah do all sorts of crazy fighting like Mm -hmm. all might was able to you know and i see some big similarities there because Mm -hmm. it's that same wholesome turn you know Mm -hmm. also missing parental figures Mm -hmm. missing parental figures and then we obviously know the very big theory on the internet that all for one is going to be deku's dad i am very excited that we are now talking about this because you have that photo that you showed me Uh some time ago and it's a photo of Deku. All right, all right, all right. So, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I am ready for this conversation. I'm here. ready, dude. Okay, so I actually went and asked like everybody on Instagram and Discord because I wanted them to like participate in this discussion. I asked, okay, what's your favorite My Hero Academia theory? Ninety percent of the responses mm-hmm. were Deku's dad is all. And then for the one. other ones like Dobby and Todoroki. Yeah, obviously. Dobby's Todoroki. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So family is obviously a big deal in the My Hero Academia universe as well as in the Star Wars universe because in the Star Wars universe we've got the Force abilities that are passed on through the generations. In My Hero Academia it's heavily emphasized that quirks are passed on genetically. Yeah. And so family's such a big deal and that's why everyone's so concerned about Dobby being a Todoroki because we've got a missing Todoroki child and we've got a villain with a fire quirk. We're like, okay, Mm. there's, there's no way this is a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the same thing, because you were talking about that art, not talking, you showed me that art some time ago, mm-hmm. and it was an art of Deku's mom and dad. Yes. And his dad is literally a spitting image of him, right? Yeah. But we've all seen All for One and how, like, the top of his head's just, like, non-existent. Yeah, He's, yeah. like, a slender man-looking boy, you but know? we can assume... We can assume... That that's what, how he looked before fighting All yeah. Might. So, you he know, looked... Like a normal guy before that battle with All Might where he nearly died, he had all of these quirks that he had stolen and stored up within him. He had a quirk that prevented him from aging, so he didn't look like an old guy. Yeah. And he probably had, you know, the freckles and the messy hair. He looked like a soft boy. He did. Ooh-woo-ra-rex-d. <laughs> <laughs> but so, here's where the theory about all for one being Deku's dad comes from. So it comes from the whole Star Wars thing and how Darth Vader is Luke's dad. And when I first heard that theory, I was like, that is so stupid. You can't base an entire plot theory off of like another media that he was inspired by just because he's a fan of it. Like just because the author Horikoshi likes Star Wars doesn't mean that this theory has any validity to it like where's the evidence in the story like i i I see your parallels but where's the evidence that this is true and that he's going to do this sort of we were talking about this some time Mm -hmm. ago um it doesn't the doctor that told deku that he's not going to have a quirk yes it's also the same doctor that was like checking up and messing with all for ones yeah so that's when i was like wait so yeah there might now be this some, is getting interesting yeah, i believe be power behind this i believe his name is dr ujiko and apparently in the manga there's been some more stuff revealed about him i still need to catch up okay i still need to catch up but i've seen some spoilers yeah that's how it be <laughs> <laughs> but um 
this doctor who is the same doctor that told Deku that he is not gonna have a quirk because of like the bones in his foot or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which that's a whole load of BS. <laughs> yeah, literally what? <laughs> if being quirkless was correlated to the bones in your foot, then someone would have noticed and been like, Deku, where'd you get your quirk from? Like, cause he went, he not only had x-rays, um, when he went to the nurse's office with, um, yeah, he's recovery had multiple girl. x-rays. He's also had x-rays in like a right, and we know recovery girl yeah, knows, knows about, about all it, my, but mind. those records aren't just going to be like tossed out. Like they're, they exist. Yeah. And he also had x-rays taken uh, at the hospital after fighting Stain. So someone would have pointed that out. You yeah. Know? And so he also had... There probably isn't any medical And he also it. had x-rays taken after he broke his arm um, fighting muscular. Oh, okay. So there's so many instances where doctors could have, like, seen, potentially seen the bones in his foot and been like, that's weird. How can you have a quirk? Yeah. So, and because no one's pointed it out before, I think that explanation is BS. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I completely agree. You know, going back to uh, him and having not having a quirk and stuff, he could very well have the same quirk as All for One. He could. I mean, yeah, yeah, All for One. He could very much like have the ability to take away his quirks. And stuff. I would love for that. Literally, to be if true. he like, oh my gosh, I. <laughs> Because, like, you wouldn't know about that. Yeah. You wouldn't know that you can take away quirks. But just that would be so interesting to yeah, have like... both one for all and all for one. Like, how powerful <laughs> Deku would be. Like, that's insane. I'm imagining it in my head, but, like, what would happen is all for one would be like, Deku, I'm going to take away your quirks, son. He'd be like, no, dad. Uno reverse card. <laughs> And then he's like, ah, I no longer have a quirk. <laughs> but then what's probably, and I'd really love to see this sometime, but with the kind of the same similarities with him, like, join me, son, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Because imagine how rough it truly was for Deku just growing up with his mom. Like, yeah. We got to see how, like, stressful it must have been for his mom, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's kind of the big sad that Deku didn't have, like, a really good dad mm -hmm. and stuff and that he was never around but that's also kind of like helped him develop too. And it's made him the person that he is, you know, mm -hmm. if he might've had his dad around you would turned out much differently, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really liked the th a theory that you told me and I thought it was pretty cool. And it was the theory that, uh, all for one was going around and he was having children. Yeah. With bunches. Yeah. Of, bunches so that's of part of the all for one is Deku's dad theory because like, the theory, and it's not my own theory, I've, I've read it oh, online okay. and, like, watched it in a couple of videos, but, like, a big part of the Deku is, uh, Deku's dad is all for one theory, is that he also has several uh, quirkless children, because basically he's going around, he's having relationships with women that have quirks that he wants to acquire, mm -hmm. and so as to not gain get suspicion, um... He has a relationship with these women, has a child with them, steals the child's quirk, and then dips out. So, <laughs> okay, awful thing to do, but he is the number one villain. So yeah. this is a very villainous thing to do. And that's how he would acquire such an arsenal of powerful quirks. Yeah. And um, 
this would account for um, all of the quirkless people because I think, I don't remember if it was said in the show or if I read this as a manga spoiler, but they said that like in the past, it was more um, prevalent to be quirkless and like very few people had quirks but as the generations progressed more and more people got quirks and it's just the way the gene pool worked Mm -hmm. and so now in Deku's generation it's super unlikely to not have a quirk and that's why Deku being quirkless is such a hard thing for him because he's like the only one in his school and it's really sad because you get to see him grow up and he's just like I want to be like oh my you know yeah that must have been like such a rough thing for him you know yeah so the you can't have the uh, Deku's dad is all for one theory without the part that there's all these other children that yeah. are Deku's half siblings. Yeah, like. So there's a popular theory that Monoma is related to Deku. That he's De- Monoma from Class One B uh-huh. is Deku's half brother because oh. Monoma has a similar quirk to All for One. He copies quirks. He touches you, and then he can use your quirk. For five minutes or something like that. That's a trip, dude. That's an interesting quirk, but like, because Monoma is so like the Draco Malfoy type, where he's like (laughs) the little like taunting bully, but like also it's like, whatever, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, you don't have any like authority here. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think it would be like that big of a emotional deal. Like, if that was a real, it'd be like, okay. You're like, needo. And kind of, that kind of goes with the reason why people think Monoma is the traitor. And it's like, okay, well, if Monoma's the traitor, like, who's gonna be upset? Like, yeah, like, nobody. no one's gonna care. <laughs> nobody. It's gonna be like, dang, that's a bummer. Like, wow, totally didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, this uh-huh. is very unexpected. I'm yeah. to be surprised. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, if we're going off the Star Wars archetype, mm-hmm. and we're going with the all for one has all of these children so that he could steal quirks and one of them is Deku mm-hmm. then it's very possible that there's a Leia in the story and probably in class 1A and I actually didn't come what up with this theory I didn't come up with this theory first of all my mom did so that's what I find really funny because like I was talking to my mom about the all for one theory because she, my mom likes to catch up on what me and my siblings are into. So that she can like, yeah, she's like, I want to like catch up with know what you guys are I'm into. Cool, yeah, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I love that she does that and she's super like supportive of it. Yeah. So she's, my mom's caught up with uh, my Academia, and I was talking to her about the all for one theory and she was like oh yeah that, that makes a lot of sense because my mom loves Star Wars too yeah and she grew up with Star Wars and so she was like so if that's a theory if if she said if Deku's dad is the Darth Vader of the story then there's gotta be a Leia in the story you well, can't have one reveal without the other and I was like okay well, explain mom and she's like I think that Yaoyorozu is Deku's half-sister. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting theory. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, okay. So... Yeah, what do we know about her family, though? We don't know much about Yairosa, but so that was just my mom's... I don't know. ...conjecture. So, let's say there is a Leia reveal in the story, and that Deku does have a half-sister 
in class 1A and we're going to get that reveal around the same time we get the all for one reveal. Okay. For Deku to have a half sister in 1A, that means that uh all for one uh had a relationship with some woman with a quirk he wanted. The woman uh found out she was pregnant and also found out what all for one was up to and in order to protect the child put it up for adoption and so uh all for one was never able to find the child and steal the quirk so the child still has their quirk so that daughter lives with adoptive parents and that that works with the leia thing because leia's parents leia was adopted yeah yeah princess yeah so the reason my mom was like oh Yaoyorozu, because Yaoyorozu is wealthy and like princessy. You know, but that also, makes a lot of sense. but also very kick butt. You know. Yeah, I agree. But here's my thing: if we are going with the some, there will be similarities from Star Wars mm-hmm. in a sibling yeah. reveal. Easily, it has could to be, be Ochako. <sighs> <laughs> I know everyone hates me every time I bring it up, but like I was talking, my mom was like, "Oh, it's probably Yaoyorozu." I'm like, "Fair," but also the trio. So you would get that ship that you want between Ida and Ochako. Oh, I do. I would. You can ship whatever you want. It's it's a fictional story. I don't care. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I but... do like Ida and Ochako. If they don't end up together, I don't care. If it, it, Ochako and Deku do end up together, cool. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really care either way. But if this theory is true, like, it's very plausible that Ochako could be the half-sister because we've got the trio and Ochako's the one girl in the trio mm-hmm. and Ochako is drawn similarly to Deku. Just her face shape and eye shape is just like Deku's. I agree. And Horikoshi's so good at character design. Like, nothing is up to coincidence. Like, even all the Todorokis look alike. That's that's an argument that people use to that say that Dobby is the Todoroki missing oh, yeah. Todoroki sibling. He's obviously because, going to be. Yeah. Oh, he has to be. Yeah. There's no way that's a coincidence. But everyone uses that as evidence. The fact that they have Dobby's the same eye shape is the same as, as Todoroki's, and her eye yeah, shape is the same as, as Deku's, Deku's eye shape. Yeah. That's fair. That's a really good thing. It's just. I know it's upsetting because like. No, 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 no. Because no. like, here's the thing. I was kind of for, don't get me wrong, like, I kind of just don't want Deku to get with anybody because he's, like, yeah. the symbol of peace, you know? I feel, yeah. I want him to be, like, all my, if he's just going to be lonely forever, mm-hmm. it'd be like that. Yeah. Like, you know? And he probably will be because it's the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's going to be, like, you know, it's too but dangerous to have a relationship, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I actually disagree. I don't think there will be a sibling reveal. Mm-hmm. I think the only sibling reveal will probably be the Todoroki one. Mm-hmm. And that will be kind of like the, oh, Todoroki, Dabi's your brother. <gasps> no need! Yeah. You know, I feel like that's what we'll get uh-huh. for that comparison, for that, like, Leia is uh-huh. the sibling type of deal. Yeah. And I don't think we'll get the traitor thing in 1A. I don't think we'll ever get the traitor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Horikoshi even said he forgot about it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like that. say... <laughs> There are a lot of writers that have done that, you know? There are a lot. It happens. Um, If anything, I think maybe 
we might get to I, I I guarantee we'll get to the point whenever it's like a Todoroki versus Dobby showdown. Oh yeah, definitely. you know I'd really love to see uh-huh. that at some point. Obviously, Todoroki's gonna be like, "You got fire, I got fire," mm-hmm. but I'm also colder than ice, baby. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> you but know? it's just so funny because like, there's so much evidence for the Dobby theory, and everyone's all on board on it, that we're all pretty sure it's canon, we, ju- we just need to wait for the official reveal. Yeah. Like, everybody's on board with it. I don't know anyone who isn't. Yeah. But, some people are like, lol, what if this is just a red herring? Like, what if, um... Yeah, uh, you Dob- know, honestly, I had the idea, idea what if-, if Dobby is a Deku's brother. Oh. Now, the reason being is because... <gasps> wait! <laughs> let me explain, okay? Now, I know they have kind of the same okay the reason being is because he kind of has roughly the same type of hair that Deku does right it's really like spiked up and like it's mm. not that green tint but there's a lot of characters with spiky hair though. yeah there is there is but the other thing is if we could easily go off that theory of the stealing quirks and stuff mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe with that that maybe I'll have to show you the video sometime okay. that I watched. But like, Deku, the the canon quirk that Deku's dad had, like even if it's not all for one, mm-hmm. the canon quirk he had was fire breathing. Yeah, and that was brought up in that video that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even heard theories that Deku's dad is actually Endeavor. I don't know how I feel about that. No, I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like that very much. That's not very cash money. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there are definitely, like, a lot of similarities between it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think... I don't know. I, I, I'm willing to bet... I'm willing to bet that All for One does end up being Deku's father. Yeah. I, I feel pretty mm-hmm. confident about that. Um, personally, you want to know how I would like to see that whole thing happen? In my head, I want the scene to take place with all all my chilling with Deku's mom. <laughs> Literally just like kind of having dinner because my favorite ship is all my Deku's mom. I don't care what anybody else says. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> you saw all that freaking cute yeah. stuff that I sent yes. you. You know, I love that. That's yeah. my favorite ship. Because literally, All for One has been more of a dad for Deku than yeah. any other character in yeah. existence. You yeah. know? And... <laughs> I want to have him be like visiting with her about Deku and how he's like proud of him and stuff. And literally, I want him to come home and like see all night and be like, mm, I'm not very cash money with this. End up freaking killing all night, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that to happen eventually. I want all for one to literally kill all night because you know I want that if there if history shows. And he's gone with a lot of stuff with Star Wars. Uh-huh. That'll most likely happen, but it will be a very heroic death still, you know? Yeah. Like, he'll get, like, really ramped up and probably be the thing that inspires the hero to defeat him. Yeah. But it very well could be um, the... Because if history does show, mm-hmm. Deku should be able to turn some villains good. Mm-hmm. So I have another little theory that I was thinking about, but I have a theory that um, Deku will actually turn Dobby good. Ooh, ooh, wait, okay.
Okay. That is interesting yeah. concept. I mean, I was I was just trying to think about how like how there's so much evidence for the Dobby is a Todoroki theory that like that we should call that canon. I hope it's not a red herring. I think, yeah, pretty much it is. Everyone accepts it as canon, and if it's not canon, like I will feel very unsatisfied. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, because there's so much evidence of it, I there has to be something more to it. I think. So, I agree. This is interesting. Now, the reason I think that is because history shows, especially if we're going with the whole Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. that the hero does turn a very dark person to the light. Mm-hmm. And here's what I think is going to happen. Because we've got that with Anakin and Luke, and we've got that with Rey and Kylo Ren. Yes. I personally think it's going to be a similar situation with... Uh, Todoroki, it's going to be a heightened situation whenever it was Deku. It was like, it's your power type of deal. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a lot like that whenever they do find out Dobby is a Todoroki. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it'll kind of be the whole situation whenever Ben Solo kills uh, Han Solo, mm-hmm. right? Or Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. I feel like it'll be a lot like that. He'll mm-hmm. go and he'll like beat Endeavor to a pulp, mm-hmm. right? And he will be in a lot of turmoil because he does get that revenge. Yeah. And, like, the League of Villains will obviously see this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will be someone that does bring Dobby to the light. And I guarantee, because with how history shows, he'll have his redemption arc and he'll probably die. And if he doesn't die, he'll be in, like, prison and Todoroki will visit mm-hmm. him and stuff. Right? Yeah. But it'll be a lot like the whole it's your power situation that he had with Todoroki. And he'll be like, Dobby, no, you're not with the league of villains you're not this you're not that mm-hmm. you're your own person and you can do what you want and if you're going to be a hero you can be a hero mm-hmm. you made that animatic and that animatic actually inspired that because i was like what if he did come back and i was yeah. like maybe deku and todoroki could both do it yeah so he would be i like, originally thought it would be todoroki finding out and then helping him like yeah to get that closure mm-hmm. but that's interesting as well because we've already got him like doing the same thing to Shoto Yeah. So, like, so I, I, I don't think it'll be him by himself, though. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't think that. Yeah. I think what will happen is Todoroki will be in turmoil because he'll kill Endeavor, right? So he'll be, like, really angry. Dobby will kill Endeavor? Yeah. Okay. Dobby will kill Endeavor. Todoroki will be in, like, a bunch of angstiness because no matter what, Endeavor's still his dad. Yeah. And as we all know in the manga, and you've seen this spoiler mm-hmm. too, but Endeavor does try to make, like, a little bit of a journey back to be, yeah. like, a good guy, you know, because mm-hmm. he's now the symbol of peace. But I feel like he will go and hurt Endeavor, just like mortally wound him or literally kill him. Mm -hmm. And Deku will find out that he's a Todoroki and try and bring him back. Mm -hmm. Not only for the sake of him being like a good guy again, but also for the sake of Todoroki. And just to, just because he can like still see some sort of spark of good in him, Mm -hmm. you know? Because everyone becomes a villain for a reason. Yeah. You know, like in your comic, because I'm assuming a lot of you have seen the comic, Deku has a pretty valid reason for becoming a a villain. A lot of people are heroes and they're trash human beings. Every villain is a hero in his own mind. Yeah. You know? So in a way, I feel like he'll realize what he's done and how he went and he killed his dad. And so he'll be in like a little bit of turmoil and he'll try and bring him back. I feel like it will kind of be, and you should really watch Naruto because the <laughs> there's a really cool thing that goes on between two of the characters in the show, Itachi 
and Sasuke. Uh-huh. And they're the last people of this really awesome clan called the Uchihas. And I feel it'll be something like that in sort of sense. How he'll die at the end, but he'll die for Todoroki's sake. <laughs> and almost have that hero returning arc. Yeah. Because it's the one of the most beautiful scenes in all of anime, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Whenever Itachi is like dying and he's like slowly going like freaking into the afterlife and turning into Ash because he reanimated, he got reanimated. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, I did this for you, you know? I feel like he'll go kill Endeavor, but then he'll become like a hero for a little bit and only work with like maybe Todoroki and Deku mm-hmm. trying to stop whatever it is and mm-hmm. have a little bit of a redemption arc and die at the end. Yeah. Roughly the same way that Endeavor died for some like. For the for the like the sake of the story and like the beauty of it, uh-huh. um, I also wouldn't be surprised if we potentially even got like a Shigaraki sort of situation. I'm hoping for a you know me Shigaraki too redemption because I feel like Shigaraki is kind of in the same situation that Ben Solo is with Snoke. Yes, it's a very messed up relationship, you know. And I feel like because and we've got that heritage thing, how um, Deku is from a dark. Heritage, yes. a villain heritage yes. who chooses to be In a hero. History and shows. Shigaraki is from hero heritage, but yeah. he's a villain. Yeah, I would really like to see that because me and you, we have that other character that we talked about, uh, Porcelain. Mm-hmm. Remember her? Yeah. And Porcelain, she has her redemption arc. That's another story for another day. <laughs> but she has that little redemption arc with Josh's character, yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. And they kind of have their, their own, like, messed up journey back and then, like, kind of do have a journey back. Yeah. You know? I'd really like to see that with some of the villains. And it would eventually put... It would be a lot more intense, though, because now, since they're returning to the light, that would make Deku's dad, like, a straight-up, like, Palpatine-type character. Yeah. So Deku would, in a sense, no longer be Luke, but he would be Rey. Yeah. You know? Which... I'm seeing that as well. Because, like, we've got the Darth Vader parallels for sure. But now with the way things are going, since uh, all for one, there's no way he's getting a redemption. Like, yeah, he's, he's done some so more much crimes. evil. Like, there's no way he's going to get an Anakin redemption. I don't know. Because think about all the stuff, An- stuff Darth Vader did. I don't know. <sighs> we'll see so, what happens. Yeah. But, um, but also, like, that immortality sort of sense where he's like... yeah. I agree with you. So there. he's he's become he started as a Darth Vader, but he's become more of a, a Palpatine, Palpatine because he's he's in prison, but he's still like pulling the strings. Yeah, with the League of Villains, he's like the figurehead. You yeah, know? you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did conclude with maybe some of the villains turning to the good side. You mm-hmm. know, I'd really like to see Dobby have a redemption arc and die. Maybe Shigaraki just get thrown in prison and just be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, I want to see Shigaraki pull a Hux, dude. Oh. Or maybe Dobby pull a Hux. If somebody just betrayed the League of Villains, I'd be safe. Twice? Twice should be the traitor. Yo. (laughs) That's That's not a bad idea. You know, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. Dude, if anything, Stane's kind of like Boba Fett. You're right. He is, because he's like a third party member. You know, because he wouldn't like call himself a villain and he gets like told to do things yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He's kind of like a Boba Fett. I was just thinking about that because yeah. Stain himself is such a great character. Yeah. I love Stain. He's awesome, you know? And if you're not reading Vigilantes, you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> you need to read Vigilantes. <sighs> you get some Stain backstory you in do. Vigilantes. And, and you amazing. get to see some uh, great backstory with Aizawa. Who do you think Aizawa is really based off of in Star Wars? Is he just like his own person? Because I kind of see, like, the nonchalant, I hate everybody, like, 
Han Solo vibes. Okay. Because he's kind of like <laughs> about things, and Han Solo is a little bit that way too. But he's also like, since he's a teacher, I, I, I would see him being one of the Jedi Masters as well. Yeah, I kind of get that too. Yeah. But like, he's my favorite hobo. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he's such a great hobo. Yeah. Golly. 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, some great Aizawa backstory, but it's upsetting that people only talk about vigilantes when Aizawa's involved, and there's so much more plot yeah, there that is. doesn't involve Aizawa. Like, oh my gosh, Knuckle Duster is my favorite character mm-hmm. in all of my hero. I love Pop Step, and I just want good things for her. Yeah, me too. She deserves the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, dude. You know, one thing that I'd really like to see is what if, like, someone in the big three is, like, the half, is the half sibling? Oh. Because if we are talking about trios, we get to see a very good trio right there. Yep. You know? So we could very well have, like, the same sort of trio thing that we were talking about with mm-hmm. Star Wars in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we could have, um, I always am terrible with names. <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know, who do you think would end up with who in, in that, like, little big three? <sighs> it's so tough. I know. I like um, Nejure with Tamaki, but I also like Tamaki with Mirio. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd really like to see because the moon. The moon. I, I, I can't freaking ever remember his name. What is wrong with me? You just said it and I already Tamaki? forgot. Tamaki? Yeah. I really like Tamaki as like the Luke type archetype in that three people because. Don't get me wrong, like, Miro is very powerful, but dude, literally hybrid Camara mode that he went in made me scream. That was awesome, dude. He was like, that whole scene made me cry a bit, you know? I was like, I'm so hip with this. This is amazing. I loved everything about it. Oh my gosh. You know, if... We can draw a lot of similarities between the battle with Deku and Bakugo with the same battle with Anakin and Benzo and Obi Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of similarities in there. I almost called him Benzo. <laughs> there are a lot of similarities we can take from that. Yeah. Because I was just thinking about that too, um, because it's a very like high energy, like screaming at each other type yeah. of thing. You're not the first person to tell me this. Either. <laughs> Who told you that? Uh, I was talking to the guys that were dubbing the comic. Oh, right um, Cal and Tuna. And uh-huh. they were like, they're, they're such prequel memers. I love it. Oh, we love prequel yeah, memes. Yeah, it, it's amazing. We have great Star Wars conversations. Love that. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. But, um, yeah, we were talking about uh, the Deku versus Bakugo because I have like a similar battle take place in my comic and they're like, you are the chosen one. You You're... said you'd destroy the League of Villains and not join them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best, dude. Oh my goodness, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of similarities at the beginning, but like honestly, now we're in so deep, like a lot of the similarities are really not as they're not there as much mm-hmm. as they used to be. Well, know? and because it's a totally different storytelling format, since it is a TV show and yeah. a and a manga, a comic series, it's going on for much longer. There's so much more that you can explore within the stories like yeah. quirk genetics and like I would really genetic like engineering anything involving nomu like yeah nomu are crazy they're yeah. freaking nuts you know i really really like the whole concept of the nomu thing because like i don't know in a way um 
because what's his face? Um, soft boy, soft soft boy. Shirakumo. Yeah. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> Shirakumo is such a great character. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Read vigilantes, people. Yeah, read vigilantes, or you're a fool. But in my, I can you can kind of see because the Nomu kind of have similarities because you know how they're made, you know. Mm -hmm. They kind of have similarities with the clones just being, like, thrown at things yeah. and told what to do. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, a little bit of a similarity there. I don't know if we can really expound upon that, but they are made in labs and they are be they are, they are told what to do. Mm -hmm. um, as far as we know, they don't have any, like, mental capacity to make their own choices. They just obey yeah. whoever their designated master is. Most of the time it's Shigaraki, but there was an example where a Nomu was programmed to listen to Dobby. Yeah. So, like, there's also that. Heck. Nope. Oh, hey, an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But, yeah, there are a little bit of similarities between them. Um, ooh. You and, really don't... Well, Sorry, you go first. Um, Just the fact that the... Nomu are made from multiple different people. They just basically have a bunch of different genetic DNA like shoved into one body so that they have multiple quirks. Yeah. And so like the question that's posed in sort of the beginning when we see the first Nomu is like, okay, how many quirks can you shove into a person before they lose their mind? <laughs> like, I love that. But also like maybe they're just designed that way yeah. so that they have control over them so like it has the dna from all these different like villains and low life thugs and people yeah. just so that they could have the nomu but like now they're they need to get the quirks from somewhere so you know with the whole Star Wars thing, and we talked about this last episode, I think, but how it goes for full circle. Yes. So is the show going to begin, I mean, is the show going to end with Deku pulling an All Might, finding some kid that was just like him? I hope so. It would be such yeah. a beautiful thing to have the show end uh -huh. with, like, that same, like, glorious moment whenever yeah. he chose him. So, like, literally, it's just, like, the last episode consists of everything that he would do in his career. Uh -huh. And how he would become, like, a crazy hero. But, like, yeah. he wouldn't get that mortally wounded thing happen to him, like, uh -huh. All Might. So he'd be, like, a way better trainer than All Might because he'd yeah. be able to, like, compete with him and do all sorts of crazy stuff and find a kid just like yeah. him and be like, here you go, boy. Eat this. <laughs> Imagine if Obi-Wan would have been like, oh, you're going to be a Jedi? <laughs> Eat this. No, he'd pull it out of his beard. He'd be like, there's a lot more sweat and grossness in these. <laughs> Up here, it's very smooth hair. These ones are curly and awful. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like that, maybe. <laughs> but that would be such a terrible thing. Like, Yoda chilling. Like, Eat this, you must. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> what if, uh, so, I'm glad that similarity's not there. I'm yeah. glad I didn't see that in Star Wars. That makes me very happy. <laughs> Dude, one thing that's always confused me about All Might is why he has just the two giant hairs in the front that stick up like a rabbit. Oh, my... Was that real or was that fan art? Dang it. I hate when I mix up <laughs> things I've seen. 
<laughs> that's how it be, man. <sighs> but that's just the one thing that ticks me off the most about All Might's design. Yeah. There is a little, like, short film that's like a little prequel, and it has uh, Nana Shimura fighting against All For One, mm-hmm. and uh, All Might is a student, and Gran Torino grabs All Might and, like, flies away and, like, takes him away from the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, where we assume Nana Shimura died. And then Gran Torino tells All Might to go to America so that All for One can't find him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, we see All for One, I mean, All Might put his hair up like that. That's pretty yeah. cool, dude. Like, I'm so, pretty hip with that. It's a pretty good little short little tidbit that, like, kind of shows you the past. I like that. You yeah. know, I really would like it if it did do the whole full circle thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but the thing is, is I'm going to assume, mm-hmm. and I really hope it does conclude like that, mm-hmm. but that all for one does obviously get beaten by the end by yes. Deku, you know? Or yes. like the heroes or everybody, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> I would really like it to obviously conclude like that. Mm-hmm. So, which would lead me to the next thing, you know, what's going to happen if Deku does, like, start a family and stuff, if he does, like, mm-hmm. end up having a family and someone does, like, inherit the quirks and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, what? how would that turn out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be... <laughs> what if, like, Deku had a freaking son that was, like, Ben Solo with, like, oh Kylo Ren? And... <laughs> <laughs> Instead of him, like, freaking stabbing him with a sword, he's, like, <laughs> has his fist up against him and does, like, a one-inch punch. Delaware, Detroit, Smash. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would honestly be pretty great. It would be awful to see that happen to my king, Deku, but... <laughs> I will admit that Deku did have a lot of, like, similarities with the same bring-up mm-hmm. uh, as, like, a hero as yeah. Anakin did. Not Anakin, I mean Luke did. Mm-hmm. Um... One thing that obviously is like a lot, a lot different is the whole training montage of him like cleaning the beach. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like that was a really, really beautiful thing with yeah. just the show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, he has like a crazy training thing with like some short psycho old dude with Gran Torino, mm-hmm. but he didn't really do anything like that. You know, all he did was like block some lasers with his sword while blindfolded. Yeah. You know. Well, and then the whole cleaning the beach thing, all it was like, hey. Heroes used to not be, like, celebrities. Being a hero meant doing good things and, like, doing community service. You know, you need to, yeah. like, do the dirty work sometimes. You yeah, know? I thought that was pretty wholesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, let's think about this real quick with, like, a conclusion and stuff. Um, so, you know, at the end of episode one, he, like, blows up the Death Star and he's, like, the big hero. And, like, mm-hmm. you did it. Yay. Yeah. You know, at the end of that episode, at the end of, like, the first part... Like, it concludes with All for One doing that, you know? With him defeating the Nomu and, like, everyone showing up. Do you think there will be, like, a conclusion with... You know, whenever he fights Muscle, dude? Mm -hmm. Do you think that would be, like, a good conclusion with, like, how Luke went and, like, destroyed the Death Star or how he destroyed Muscle Man? I guess kind of, yeah. Yeah, because I, I see a lot of similarities there. Or with where we're at right now, that being his, like, first Death Star that he destroys. Because think about it, you know, that was a whole underground, like, situation, Uh and he, like, literally destroyed a base, you know? And 
You know, if we are going back with the whole like Star Wars thing, mm -hmm. I think it's really neat that uh, he's rescuing near. My gosh. No, his first Death Star is when they rescue Bakugo. That's fair. Because then we have the All Might and All for One Battle. We have All Might's symbolic death. Yeah, so and that is just like episode one by then. Yeah, and um, him, even though he wasn't licensed and he wasn't, he was disobeying the teachers, um, he rescued Bakugo and got him out of danger so that All Might wouldn't have to worry about him. And... All Might even said he was proud of him for, like, behaving like a hero. Yeah. And in the same way, like, All Might gets thrown in a situation that could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, symbolically dies, it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool, because you know how it was, it's your turn type mm -hmm. of thing? That was, like, roughly the same thing that happened in A New Hope, you know? It's, yeah. it's your turn now. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. There's a big similarity there with the Passing the Torch. You brought that up a little bit earlier, but there that similarity is right there with Passing the Torch. Mm -hmm. Like, Obi-Wan passing it to, uh, like, Obi-Wan passing the Torch to Deku, you know? Mm -hmm. Which, dang, that means Gran Torino is probably gonna die. He's old, though. He's old, yeah. Yeah, he's older than dirt, so, like, it's just a matter of yeah. time before it happens. Mm -hmm. Which is a bit of a bummer, but hopefully he goes out yeah. in a blaze of glory instead of fading out of existence. Because mm -hmm. that would be pretty lame if Gran Torino just, like, stopped existing. Yeah. Just pans out, and he's, like, erasing it from the panel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool, man. <laughs> you know, one thing that I really did like with that scene is the way that he discovered how to use his powers is kind of like the same way, and it took roughly the same time the, how it took Luke to use the force, how it was like, use your mind, you know, mm -hmm. with him, it was like, you're dumping all the power into one spot. You have to dump it all over the place. You yeah. can do it. You yeah. Know? I really liked that. He was a really good teacher. And like you were saying, he really had like Yoda vibes going on at first because yeah. whenever I first saw Gran Torino, I was like, this guy's the worst. I saw the Yoda like thing immediately. Cause he was I, like, took me a hot acting minute. like an old fool. And I was like, Yoda? And then he, like, starts zooming around the room. I'm like, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair because there are a lot of similarities now because think about in episode three whenever Yoda's, like, freaking jumping all yeah. over the place, you know? And Gran Torino's the same way because he's like, I'm over here, and I'm over here, yeah. and I'm over here. It's, like, the same exact thing, and mm -hmm. I freaking love that mm -hmm. about that whole scene, you know? Mm -hmm. You know what? What if Shigaraki is more of a call-out to uh, Tarkin instead, you know? What if he's, like, the Tarkin-type character? Not Tarkin, but, um... Yeah, he kind of is, because, like, Tarkin's based in white. <laughs> and Shigaraki kind of is. Wait, remind me who Tarkin is. Tarkin's the general that blows up Alderaan in front of Leia, and he's like, That is your planet, now it's exploded. Oh, <laughs> maybe. The only problem is Tarkin was at a higher level and like had like a little bit of authority yeah. over him. I don't know how mm. how crazy would it be if there was somebody above all for one. That'd be whack. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how I feel. About yeah. That. I don't know if there could potentially ever be anybody that's like above yeah. him ever. You know, because mm -hmm. he's just like the root of all evil there. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a pass the torch kind of thing with him. Yeah. So he'll pass the torch on to somebody else to have the same abilities as all for one and take people's quirks. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we'll see something like that. I think that 
because All for One has that like immortality sort of thing where he's like existed that, like just forever. Like the Palpatine thing. He's very Palpatine-ish, mm-hmm. but like it's very clear that he's like dying and like he's not an anti-aging quirk isn't going to save him. Yeah. Like uh, there's only so much that quirks, quirks can, can do. do. There's also only so much the force can do to yeah, elongate your yeah. life. And so he's clearly dying. He probably will pass the torch on. It's clear he's been grooming Shigaraki to like take his place and like lead the village yeah, and take so over the world because this- he like he wants it to be like a stab in All Might's back. Like, yeah, this was Nana Shimura's grandkid and now look at who he become, became, yeah. you know? He's, you know, even worse and more powerful than me. He, I, I think he wants to do, like, a sort of strike me down sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> but then it would be freaking beautiful if Deku did bring him to, like, the whole, you know, air quotes, the yeah. light side of the force. Uh-huh. It would be truly, truly beautiful to finally, to have something like that happen. Yeah. Because think about it, Luke did have encounters with Darth Vader before, you mm-hmm. know? He turned him to the light side. He yeah. was like, I'm gonna kill you. And he's like, no. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fair. Uh-huh. Then we won't do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe in a way, like, what if Shigaraki is getting Anakin? You know? Oh. Yeah. What if he's more of like the Anakin arch- archetype before he's like Darth Vader? So he's really trying to make him just like himself. Uh huh. You know, that's what he's really trying to aim for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to almost like pull off what he was trying to do in episode nine with Ray. How he's like, the villains will live on through you. Yeah. You know, something like that. Maybe something like that would happen. I'm seeing the Kylo Ren's in Shigaraki. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, there are some similarities between them, you know? Yeah. He comes from a, li- it's like what you were just saying, you know, mm-hmm. he is somebody who has dark side lineage but he light probably side lineage, has dark side choices. Yeah. Yeah, light side lineage, dark side choices. And then Deku, if history shows, he has dark side lineage and light side choices. Yeah. You know? So maybe it'll run into that. Like I'd really like to see Shigaraki devolve, mm-hmm. knowing that since All for One's been like the dad for him. Yeah. Knowing that Deku is his like son, he'll be like, Aah. Yeah. And like get really angsty about it. Yeah. Want to destroy him because of it, but at the same time. He's like, no, you should come and join your father. He loves you, and yeah. I love him. Uh-huh. He's like, no. Uh huh. That would be kind of cool to see, but I don't know. Honestly, with the way he writes, it probably won't happen like that. I reckon mm-hmm. they'll probably get thrown in prison. Deku will do some like crazy ultimate attack, and like all of the previous carriers of One for All will like be behind him and he'll be like mm-hmm. yeet and like punch them into oblivion mm-hmm. it would probably end up like that and I, I have no problem with that mm-hmm. I have no problem with that <laughs> okay so you know how you're <laughs> Ochako can freaking go and like zero gravity people yeah. what I'd like to see is just like he thinks that he's one and like Deku is like pinned down and Ochako is like you weigh nothing and then for him to just punch him into space forever <laughs> you know because yeah. that would be so dope yeah it's something like that would be pretty gnarly. If yeah. The same way that All Might finished off that uh, Nomu uh-huh. would be the same way, like, symbolically. Because that was, like, the first, like, crazy action yeah. we ever see with All Might uh-huh. But then, obviously, like, a real, like, guts and glory type of battle would be pretty great, you know? Mm-hmm. I want Deku to have a moment where he's, like, doing, like, fighting training or, like, a work study or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he... 
does the thing where he punches so hard that the weather changes. Like we saw in the first episode yes, in All Might. Dude. And like, I don't know, one of the other students will be like, oh, he punched so hard the weather changed. And like, only, oh. only Bakugo like gets the significance. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I would also really like to see him potentially, whenever he just gets older, be what I really wanted Luke to be. Mm -hmm. And kind of be like a Qui-Gon Jinn type of character. Yeah. You know, just be like the literal best like trainer for the next mm -hmm. generation, you mm -hmm. know. And obviously he has the one who's going to bear all for one next. Yeah. You know, I really, really love to see that. Mm -hmm. I'd want him to be super wise. And I wouldn't even want him to like die in combat. I don't want him to die of old age all wholesomely. Yeah. Next to Ochako, his wife. <laughs> we'll see about that. Next to Todoroki, his husband. There we go. <laughs> Next to Unless Bakugo. Todoroki's his half brother too. <laughs> oh yeah, which is not good. Well, I don't know. Everybody's related to everybody. That's just how it is. Yep. We all know that freaking awful one was how <laughs> he slept around. <laughs> this is just kind of the way that he is. Yep. He's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna try and do a little bit better than Genghis Khan. Anyway, later guys. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Hi, I'm all for one, and I'm going to make sure my bloodline is, <laughs> is as immersed in as far as Genghis Khan. And you're watching Disney Channel. I think that's a there. pretty good way to close it. Yeah. Anyway, everyone have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs>